Well, I'd better begin by saying that, on the whole, I'm an enthusiast for this drive towards devolution. I think what we've already heard establishes that there's obvious potential, which in a sense exists in the system already, but this galvanises it, brings a catalyst to it, uh, for health to work together more effectively with local authorities and other bodies in ways which should overall improve public health, offer, uh, as we've heard, the prospect of integrating health and social care and potentially mental and physical health in positive ways, treating the whole person, as we've heard, and not just as someone with health needs but with wider social needs, and potentially rationalising, streamlining and improving specialist services. I particularly welcome the emphasis on joining the health and wealth agenda. Clearly health has potential for inward investment to areas like Greater Manchester, potentially Cornwall as well perhaps, but it's also an, engi- it's also an engine of, of economic growth in our society. We need to move away from thinking of health as a sort of Health spending is an overhead on the on the taxpayer. It's something which contributes vitally to not just the health and well-being of individuals, but eventually to the health and well-being of our country. So for all those reasons, I think this emphasis on stronger accountability at local level, really drawing people together to work in partnership together to do all those things is good. And I just hope that we see some real-time evaluation into it. I think that's not going to be easy, actually. I'm interested in how that's going to be done. I say that partly because, obviously, there's lots of other stuff going on at the moment uh, in terms of restriction, budget restrictions and so on, so I think it's going to be quite difficult to piece out the actual impact of devolution itself, but I think it'll be very, but that, that will be very important. So I just thought it might be worth raising a couple of questions as a, as a former civil servant, anyway, not from Leafy, sorry, but from inner London although I have to say a fairly leafy bit of inner London. So the first thing I'd say is I think we should be careful about assuming that what's happening in Greater Manchester and in Cornwall is easily replicable elsewhere. When I was a permanent secretary, which is now more than five years ago, towards the end of that period, I went with a group of permanent secretaries to Greater Manchester to hear the hear the Howard Bernstein spiel, which was then already in full, in full flight, And what was already then a very, very impressive move towards bringing uh, local authorities in particular together at that stage with the vision for for Greater Manchester. And what stands out from that, of course, is continuity of leadership. The same people are still there. I'm now working quite closely with Steve Mikio, who's the new chair of Central Manchester Hospital, who was the deputy chief executive to Howard Bernstein. And this has been going on a long time. There's a lot to build on in Greater Manchester And relationships are key to this, of course, and continuity of leadership. I'm sure the same is true in Cornwall, and the the configuration that we've been hearing about in Cornwall helps with that. And my conversations with Steve have given me some insight into just how much hard work all this has been and the hard work that goes into preparing every uh, meeting of the key stakeholders, the careful prior consultation before a bit of paper goes out, and extensive work on the bit of paper. So this isn't a magic bullet. It's not, a, it's not something that you can just rub over things and hope everything's going to get better. It seems to me to be jolly hard work. And I don't think that's necessarily going to be easily replicable in other geographies, and nor do I think it would always be easy to decide which geography is right. So, for example, whereas London, I think, could come together for public health issues, the way London is set up in the southeast means that a simple 
London uh, all accountability solution I don't think would be the right one, not least because most of the health networks in North and South London go out into the rest of South East England. So I don't think this is uh, completely replicable in every geography. My second slight, just a mildly sceptical thought, is, well, what's changed really? Obviously, there's a, a, a drive to bring people together to potentially pool health budgets. But my question is, how do the big decisions get taken? I think it's not difficult to see how incremental change should be wrung out of positive conversations at local level. But there is a phenomenon which I, might, which I would describe as a wet Wednesday evening in the health service when people of extreme goodwill from local areas get together to talk about how they can work more closely together, how they can integrate services, and patients are involved and lots of people flip charts and uh, we come out with lots of commitment and enthusiasm, but not a lot changes. And so my question, my challenge really is, how is this drive towards devolution really going to support the big decisions which sometimes need to be taken? I'm a supporter of the drive towards accountable care organisations, which Chris and others have championed. But the word organisation is in there for a reason. In the end, accountability rests with the board of an organisation and the people to whom they are accountable. I just think, in the end, this may be an impetus towards change But taking big decisions in a group of 31 or 32 is pretty difficult. My final just slight note of scepticism is, um, I suppose it's around, you know, who was it said, beware the Greeks when bearing gifts. So my question is, is is devolution a Trojan horse? I, I hope it isn't. But it mustn't distract from or displace some of the really big issues facing our public services, actually, and our health system in particular. So, of course, it is true that in a time of real financial constraints, you're better in it together than alone. And I think that's a very, very strong impetus behind the current drive towards people wanting to come together. But this shouldn't, I think, distract from the truth that we are still trying to run what is already, I think, the cheapest health system or one of the cheapest health systems in the developed world more and more efficiently and productively and that's not completely straightforward and the record of successive governments in handing over responsibility to local authorities for running public services and then capping effectively the budgets and saying over to you and therefore handing responsibility for delivery over to them I don't think is is necessarily a shiny example of progressiveness. So I just want us to make sure that in the end, accountability rests where it truly rests, with decisions which are made in central government, really uh, about the level of resource and investment which is going into the health system and indeed into other public services. So I think this can be a catalyst for people working well locally to do the best possible job they can within given constraints, but I'm slightly nervous about the prospect that before long we'll be trading uh, road improvements for opening GP surgeries as the cash limit bites even harder. Thanks, Hugh.